Hello Voices, my name is Joe Choi and I'm a multi-award-winning voiceover and host of a voiceover's audio adventure podcast. A bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. We've all watched dubbed films at some point in our lives. Dubbing is the process of adding new dialogue or other sounds to the soundtrack of a motion picture that has already been shot. I sometimes take it for granted, but you can definitely tell a bad dubbed film versus a good one. Dubbing is a thriving niche in voiceover acting right now, especially with the easy access of films and streaming platforms such as Netflix, Disney+, Prime Video, to name a few. It's something that you may have considered doing, but had no idea how to get into it or what skills or experience you may need. Look no further, because today I'm going to get these questions answered. I had the pleasure of speaking with actor, dubbing director and script adapter James Wilson, who has worked on some amazing titles on Netflix. I asked him how he became a dubbing director, his process and how to get cast for a role. Let's go. Okay, so I'm James Daniel Wilson. And I am a freelance um, adapter and director of UK English dubbing, which basically means if you want to watch something on Netflix or Amazon or Disney or any of the streaming platforms, um, there's a lot of amazing, like seriously good foreign content out there. You know, most people are aware of stuff. There's, there's lots of big things that people have been aware of, Money Heist, yeah. uh, Squid Games, you know, all this fantastic foreign content. And if you want to watch that, uh, but you want to hear it in English, you know, and that could be for a number of reasons. You know, that might be because you don't like reading subtitles and you can't keep up with them. And you're like, do you know what? I just want to hear it in my language. Um, Could be that you're listening to it on your phone or, you know, watching it on your phone and the subtitles are too small. It could be, um, and I know this from a lot of experience, people have it on in the background now, like TV, because it's there's so much of it now that, you know, a lot of people use TV like radio, actually, and, and don't watch it, but just listen to it. Now, you know, you can't, you know, unless you speak Korean or, you know, Spanish or whatever, you can't do that with, with some of this amazing content. So what's happened, um, and it's really ramped up over the last few years, is that, um, you know, a lot of content, and I, would, I, I don't know what the percentages are, actually, I should ask... Um, should ask Netflix, but it's a high percentage of, of stuff gets dubbed and it gets dubbed into so many languages. You know, you've got obviously for us, it's UK English, but it goes into Brazilian, Portuguese, you know, French, German, Spanish, um, you know, uh, Hindi. Uh, um, I guess it goes, you know, obviously for a lot of the English stuff, it goes into Korean, you know, I mean, just uh, Mandarin, um, you know, so many languages, yeah. um, which is brilliant because it's just opening up content. Um, so if you were to go on and watch some fantastic foreign content that was dubbed into uh, British English, chances are it may well have been done by me or one of my colleagues. And yeah, and, and I adapt the script. So I get like a like a sort of rough translation of the script. I then completely uh, tear that or, you know, deconstruct that yeah. and rewrite it into uh, a, a better um, English script. Um, and also the most important bit or one of, you know, one of the equally important bits is the um, is the lip sync so that it syncs as good as it can. And it, then it looks like potentially the, the person on screen was already speaking English, you know, and that's the gold standard, right? Would, would you say that you 
you know, would you say the directing side of it, you fell into it or was it something that you always wanted to do? No, definitely. Good, good question. I mean, I, I guess, I guess I've, um, it's not something I set out to do. So I set out to be an actor, you know, and that was always the goal. Um, and then when you've been doing something a long time, I guess, I guess, you know, there are a lot of actor turned directors out there, not, not within this field, but, you know, within movies and TV, you know, a lot of actors go on to become directors. And I think, you know, there comes a time when you kind of go, yeah, I, I feel like now I've been doing this long enough and I've got a lot of stuff to give. And I feel that, you know, I, I, I would be good on the other side of the glass, as we say, you know, and, and, and doing that and hopefully <laughs> hopefully i am but mm. it just came about of like i say this intensely it came about a few years ago previously i've been doing it the adapting and the directing just every now and again you know literally i'd get a call potentially you know a couple of times a year you know like literally minimum and i was just voicing all the time all the time all the time and then suddenly someone would go oh yeah i've got this project you know it's a it's a you know i don't know arabic movie they want to make into you know they want to dub into english do you want to do it and i'd be like yeah cool you know and that would take me away for a month or two you know and i'd write it and then direct it and uh, often be in it as well you know i'd give you know be, give myself a little part in it or something but it was just every now and again and i kind of went oh this is nice and then netflix came along and and obviously we all know netflix and and they're just they're brilliant they they're at the forefront of of this the dubbing movement really and they just they just give it the time they they you know they they give it the budget they give it the respect that is due to this kind of work um and i started off with them the first one i did for them was a, a show called criminal okay. which was a really interesting show in in itself because it was it was filmed in four countries so there was a UK version that was with UK actors. David Tennant um, was in the UK version. And then there was a, and there were three episodes. Then there were three episodes in Spanish, three in German and three in French. And they were each filmed in their own country um, with their own big actors. And they all used kind of David Tennant style actors, you know, big actors that have got a lot of heritage in TV and film and, and theatre. And it was kind of a big deal. And I just thought, what a brilliant project. And then, of course, Netflix went, OK, this is so good. We need to this is we need to dub this, obviously. So each each version, each, you know, the French, the Spanish and the German was then also dubbed into English. The same as the English version would have been dubbed in dubbed into French, German and Spanish, et cetera, et cetera. And that was the first one. And they just came to me um, via um, my dear friends, Phoebe and Jay, actually, because they originally approached them because they're. They're huge, you know, in, in, in London, they're, they're the big guys and, and they're just wonderful. And they were too busy. And they said, look, to be honest, we would probably outsource it to James anyway. So why don't you just go direct? So I just had this call and, and I, I, I had a chat with them. Um, I was actually on holiday. It's great when these things happen, right? <laughs> I was on a holiday, so I had, to, I had to Zoom call. I mean, they're in LA anyway, so, it, you know, I could have been anywhere in the world. But I was on holiday and I kind of sat down and had this meeting with them and, and they were sort of really excited about the project and they, they felt that I would be a good, you know, a good fit for it. And again, I kind of thought, wow, this is great. You know, this potentially could be the only, you know, this could be it. And I, I kind of didn't look at it as, oh, wow, this is the start of a new career. I just went brilliant, really excited. I loved the idea of the project. Um, and it was a really good one because it was just dialogue. So they were basically yeah. interview scenes, you know, okay. so it was just dialogue. There was barely any... Um, uh, action or anything so as far as kind of a project goes it was kind of in at the deep end because it was like dialogue you know complicated it was police investigations um and it was just brilliant 
And I really just cut my teeth, you know, on that. And I, I was suddenly, you know, instead of it just being something that I did, I suddenly went, oh, wow, okay, yeah. And I used a new piece of software um, to do the writing. Um, and yeah, just kind of hit it hard. And, and it was just brilliant. You know, we, 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 got, we got an amazing cast on board. On board and um, Netflix flew over and kind of attended some of the sessions I was doing. This was pre-lockdown, pre-COVID and everything. Yeah. Um, it was like 2018 or something. 2019, 2018, I think. So yeah, it was back in the day, you know, when everything was kind of open and people came over and and just loved my, my really enjoyed the sessions and kind of bought into my way of working, which was like I say, really treating it with respect and really kind of, you know, gone are the days of kind of what we call Bruce Lee dubbing, right? And I'm sure everyone knows yeah, what that is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When it's just lips flapping, there's a sound going and it's, you know, and we often say, you know, every now and again, we have a joke in the studio and we're like, yeah, it's a bit Bruce Lee. Let's go again, you know, uh, because it's got to look good, you know, and and, yeah. and that takes time and it takes and it takes work. You know, the, the adaptation is is the is the foundation. Um, and if you get, you know, if, if you spend time, if I spend time doing that, then I get into the studio and I go, okay, cool. I know it works, you know? Yeah. So if, if an actor's, you know, potentially struggling with a line or whatever, I, c- I can help them, you know, and I could, cause I know, cause I've kind of done it, you know, because I've adapted it and then I'm going to direct it. I know how it works. And it just went from there, man. Yeah. 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 Go on. You know, you said you basically kind of fell into it. So when you got that call to mm. do your first um adaptation yeah yeah what was that thought process and what skills do you think that you had or needed to acquire to become the person you are today and the job yeah, you do yeah. today yeah nice um well like i say so i'd been doing it i'd been doing it definitely as as the as the voice so i'd been you know i'd been getting the calls from the agent we've got you a gig on this film or this whatever tv show you know you're playing this character, you know, and, and you've got this amount of lines and you, you know, so I'd been doing that for 20 odd years. Um, I'd also, like I say, dipped in and out and I'd probably done, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 other projects, you know, intermittently. And, and, and I'd built up, a, you know, a, a sort of CV and experience and all that kind of thing over that time. And then I think just when the call came in, it, you know, you know what it's like, Joe, sometimes something just feels right. And I just kind of went, I'm, I'm up for this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. They've come to me. They've been recommended to me. And I just kind of went, yeah, I, I, I feel like I can do it. You know, and, and also what was quite good then on that particular job um, was there was quite a lot of time. So I think I had the meeting, I don't know, maybe February time. It was quite early in the year. And then the project wasn't due till like September. Mm. So I knew I had loads of time. You know, there was no pressure. I kind of knew I'd get the scripts and I'd get the... I'd get the movies or the, the, you know, the episodes as it was on this one. And I'd have time and I'd, and I'd have time to, to be with myself and kind of really make it work and, and go back and review things and, you know, hone that script. So it was really good. So that once I got into the studio with the, you know, with the amazing actors that I managed to get in it, you know, I knew that we'd be able to do it and it would work. And I just felt that it was at that time when I'd kind of, I'd done the groundwork, you know, like I said, I'd been both sides of the, of the glass a lot of the time being the actor and, and, and within sessions I'd, I'd been as the actor, there'd been times when I'd seen things and I'd gone, if we just slightly tweak that, it's going to sink so much better, yeah. you know? And I think that was what the directors that I'd worked with had seen in me. And, and like I say, many years prior to that, someone had said, you should start writing this stuff. You should, you, you know, you could mm. adapt this. 
and like I say, that was a uh, guy called Louis Elman who who gave me an opportunity many, many years ago, like yeah. 15, 20 years ago, and just went, he go. And it was a scene I was working on with him. And he went, I tell you what, take this scene home and write it. You rewrite it and we're going to record it. Next time you're in to record your role, we're going to record your version and the version that we've got. And we're going to see how it goes, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I think my, my version was good. Uh, <laughs> be interesting to know. Be interesting to know whether they use my version or the yeah. other version back then. But you know, the point is, I, I, I showed that I could do it, and and I enjoyed it. You know, it's like um, it's like an it, it's like English mathematics. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's so precise and so um, uh, you know, there is a right and a wrong. Well, yeah. no, there is, no, that's, that's is, incorrect, is, actually. Is there? Is there no, that's what a, I was yeah. going to yeah, say. Yeah. No, there isn't. No, yeah. just, I, I'm completely backtracking now. I'm doing a massive government U-turn <laughs> here. <laughs> there isn't a right and a wrong, but what it is, there's, there's, it's like a jigsaw. Okay. So, so like a jigsaw create, you know, a jigsaw fits in, right? Mm. And it's, they're all different shapes and sizes, but they fit in to make a complete picture. That picture within dubbing can be different things so those words can be different but there's a way of fitting it in so it it looks and sounds beautiful so yeah it's kind of a, it's kind of controlled chaos in a way and you just kind of have to pull them in and you know sometimes in session I'll, I'll be completely happy with something but then i'll sort of go hang on just let's just tweak that or let's do this you know and this is to do with the writing and you'll make a simple change and it will be like oh my gosh it's like a different suddenly that's perfect you know, and also the placement of it. Someone can record a line and I can say to the, the engineer that's working with me, I can say, that is perfect. Just nudge it a tiny bit to the left or a tiny bit to the right or forward and backwards, depending on who you're working with. And you'll go, there you go, it fits in. And again, it's like, so it's like that jigsaw thing again. You know, you could look at two pieces and you go, I know they fit together, but if I put it in slightly too high, it's not going to fit. If I put it in too low, if I put it in the right place, snug. And that's kind of what it's about. And that's why I like the sort of, like I say, the formulaic side of it, along with the art, because then obviously the words have got to be real, you know, and they've got it. It's got to sound like an English script. Again, nowadays, the scripts are so much better um, because it's not just a, like a translation. It's not, you know. It, it, yeah, I was I was going to ask you that, actually. So yeah. when you are, when you get this title and a script, they've given it to you and it's in, you know, let's say uh, Arabic. Yeah. And you've got to change it to English. Now, obviously, yeah. the languages, everything about it is completely different. Yeah, Just completely. The, the feel, the, yeah. the, the message that they are trying to um, permit. And also, um, what you may or may not be allowed to say. What yeah, is oh, the definitely. process yeah, yeah, yeah. of, you know, changing that script? And yeah. what are the hoops that you have to go through normally? Yeah, good question. So, yeah, so things like, you know, yeah, because stuff can be, you know, sensitive, which obviously we're always mindful of. And Netflix actually will always give you guidance on stuff like that. You know, um, again, I've been working with Netflix pretty solidly now for three, three and a half years or something. So mm. I have a very good relationship with them and there's always an open dialogue. Um, but yeah, fundamentally, you, you, you're getting, a, you, you know, it's it, again, it's kind of like an actor. For me, I think my my acting background is so useful because as an actor, you read a line, you read a line of script and you go, okay, well, what's being said here? You know, mm -hmm. like literally, I need, it's not just lines and words and, you know, I need to work out what's actually being said. So when you get that translated script, you know, like you say from Arabic or German or whatever it's from, I've got effectively, it's like a Google translate, you know, so it's sometimes it's a little bit unclear. 
and the scripts are different as well. Sometimes, um, sometimes they, they they've 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 also been through a process before they come to me, so they're you know so so they're better for for want of a crude word, but you know they I can sort of completely see what's trying to be said. Sometimes they're not that you know they're less good, and therefore I kind of have to. I I sometimes go back and re Google translate the the, the original dialogue from mm. Arabic or German or whatever, and I go, oh okay, so what they're actually trying to say is this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I've got to get the essence of the line and the scene, and and the show in its entirety, and I've got to understand the the tone of the piece, you know. So that's the big thing, and then and then you then you go down to the minutiae of every line, and then you go, okay, cool. So what's he actually trying to say here? What's she trying to say? What what are they what are they trying to get across in this line mm. from the Arabic into the English? Now what I actually end up writing could be quite different. It could be, you know, it could be quite different from the direct translation because it might be it may they might be saying something and I'm not talking like culturally different. I'm just saying they could be saying something something completely different. Yeah, completely yeah. different. Yeah. That that in the UK we would understand if they said, you know, such and such. Do you know what I mean? So it's as much about understanding the essence of the line as opposed to, you know, he walked into a room and says this, you know, it's, it's so, so yeah, so it's a real journey of discovery um, for me during the adaptation process. And then also in the directing process, because there are times when the actors will say to me and be like, man, what does, what do you mean there? And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> Five minutes. Here we go. So yeah. he said this back then. Da, 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 da. And sometimes I do, ch- you know, I do have to change it sort of quite a lot. To, to to make it feel relevant to a UK uh, or well, not even a UK, but a, an English speaking audience that are going to understand certain nuances and certain things within the, the British, UK British language. Um, and then obviously there's the American, you know, there's British, there's American British as yeah. well, which again is uh, American English, sorry, which is a whole different thing. You know, that's again, there are certain words that I have to have discussions with Netflix about that you kind of go, yeah, but we, you know, we don't say sidewalk we say pavement you know and all, so, you know, so how, so like how long does the actual process take and do you speak with people from that relevant country that the film is from to get like you know little answer your questions that you may have definitely definitely so i i the, the process takes so long i can't tell you I, and, and and it's one of these things Every producer um, wants to be able to say, okay, so it takes this long to do this. It doesn't because it's, you know, you might get one line. There's a line that you might go, yeah, bomb, done straight away. You might then get another line. And I'm not even talking about the length of the line. You could get, you know, like three words and they're saying something so specific and it's right on their lips and you go, I want to get this to be perfect. So you go round and round and round and round and then finally you get it. But that those three words could have literally taken you 10 minutes like I'm, I'm not even kidding and then but then you might get a sentence you know that you just have to go oh yeah we'll just change that for that and that's you know there's a good word there and did it you know I'm, I'm i've got quite a um my brain is quite a thesaurus you know of, of words so i'm like yeah there's a <laughs> word that you know you. yeah i mean again it's part <laughs> of the job right uh, um so it's really difficult but the main thing is it takes a long time you know it takes days weeks months yeah. Um, and like you say, yeah, I, I'm constantly talking to people, you know, talking to my friends that, that speak ver- various languages or they're from other language, you know, from other countries. Um, because, yeah, I think that's really important. You don't want to be saying anything that's culturally insensitive or also, you, and, and, you know, you want to be true to you want to be true to the original. 
but giving it that UK English slant as well. So it's uh, again, it's there's so many balls up in the air, and you're just trying to get them and get them to land right, you know. Um, so yes, it, it's a good process. Um, it's funny how you went on to that actually because. You worked on Athena, is that correct? Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay, so I wanted to ask, it's a French film, correct? Correct. So when I watched the dub version in English. Good man. (laughs) And when I was watching it, I was expecting a English speaking French person, (laughs) not a London okay yeah and it kind of threw me off okay Um, or sometimes you know you just have the generic american you know they just do that yeah what was the thought process behind that choice i mean this is so relevant now depending on when you're listening to the podcast but yeah this is yeah this is kind of the big one out at the moment and this went back and forth with netflix loads it was a big project for them um the uh I think the point is with certainly with something like Athena is it's uh, it's such a powerful story. Yeah. Now it's set yeah in the suburbs of Paris, but those that that suburb could be in London, could be in you know it could be in America, it could be in Brazil, yeah. it could it's one of those you know kind of uh, stories that is is everywhere. Those areas those those areas of of struggle between you know the law and society you know and society they exist all over the world and i think the important thing especially with with net uh, with um, athena sorry is that they wanted it to be so specific to each country okay and that's that's kind of i i i'm sort of answering your question but i think that's the thing i think when you when you do the dub sometimes you can do the dub and make it about the country you're dubbing for so you make it into, you know, we went very sort of southeast London on it because it felt, it felt like, you know, a load of the shots. Yeah, it, been. it, it, it yeah. literally threw me off. Like yeah. I, I put it on, I was like, okay, I'm getting ready. And I was like, whoa, yeah. like yeah. this feels like something else. Like yeah. I enjoyed it, but it, yeah. it took me a while to yeah. acclimatize to yeah. it. Yeah. And isn't that interesting? And what I love about that is it's really interesting that you went into it expecting it to be French actors French, that yeah. can speak English. Yeah, yeah. That, now that's really interesting because they do that sometimes. Mm. But interestingly enough, often those shows, or, well, actually, do you know what? It's, it's not about, it's not a time thing, but they don't do that that often, basically, is what I'm going to say. So those are the shows that, that happen less often where they go, okay, cool. So it's a German piece. So let's use German actors that can speak English, English yeah. and let's do that. Um, and I, and that comes down to the the fact that uh, again, this is my assumption, and from sort of obviously talking to Netflix, you know, a lot over the last few years, it, it's an interesting one because there's for a lot of people that will sit down to watch a UK dub, they will expect UK voices. Do you know what I mean? So it's really because they're speaking English, they're like, I, I want it to be in English or. Yeah. That's that's so so it's really it's I'm fascinated by the fact that you expected it to be the yeah. opposite. I would yeah. say you are literally in the five percent <laughs> which is great, right? It's always better to be in the five yeah. percent. You're in the five percent that went, Oh what? They're not French. Yeah, it, you know. Yeah, it was yeah, because you know, I I understand why, because the feeling of it was very London, you know. Yeah. And because I watch a lot of dubs um mm. 
dub films from you know from Eastern Europe, from Asia, yeah. from everywhere. Yeah, so yeah, nice. When I hear um the English dub, normally it's normally with the accent of yeah, that person. Okay. So that's yeah, that's yeah. that's that's why you know I yeah. I wanted to ask you that yeah, as, soon yeah. as, as soon as I reached out, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to ask you. That's, <laughs> that's the first question. Yeah. yeah, right before we go anywhere else, <laughs> why are they not French? Yeah. <laughs> No, but it's really interesting because I've done, I've done, you know, like I say, I have done loads that have been like that, but out of the sort of, I don't know, 25 odd, whatever films and season, you know, series and things I've done, I would say probably only about, gosh, I don't know, four, three or four of them have been, uh, sort of English speaking natives. So, you know, so English speaking Germans dubbing German into German. Uh, sorry, into English. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very much the minority that, uh, of the shows that do that. So it's yeah, it's quite mm. fascinating, really. Mm. And um, when 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 you do find the voices that you do want, like what is the process of casting um, the actor? So basically, we um, again, it depends on the show. Depends on the um, well, yeah, it just depends on the show, basically. We'll have a cut. We'll have a casting session, or we'll have casting sessions with a number of actors. Um, but I also have a pool of actors that, that obviously I've worked with over the years. Yeah. Um, the studio that I the, the studio that uh, I work from as well. They also have a load of actors that they know from from other dubbing things or or games or corporate thing or whatever really. So yeah. so some of the roles are just offered straight out to actors, and we're like, you know, we we've seen you in such and such, or we've heard you, or okay. James has worked with you before. We'd love you to do this, and then they yeah. come in. For a lot of the lead roles, so like in Athena, we had a casting session for certainly all the brothers. Um, I think we, and, and, and basically most of the main gang, if you like, yeah. came in, met with me, um, you know, went through the process. Because what's also great as well is we're getting, because of the volume of, of titles that are out there and the volume of work, we are managing to get in a load of new actors, which is brilliant. You know, we're getting people that come on board and uh, you know and i'm like so have you done this before and they're like i've never done it before i've always wanted to do it this is my first time and i love that as a director i love it yeah because it's like welcome it's like bringing them in welcoming them into like a secret room and going here you go man this is this is what happened this is how we do it and they and the passion i you can hopefully it's coming across but i'm quite a passionate and you know quite an energetic person and and, and i love kind of sharing that with other actors um and bringing them in um but yeah for, for for the bigger you know for the lead roles if you like we'll definitely have a casting session because also it's about how well you know it, it's about how well the voice fits and it's amazing it's it's like anything you could you you could get the best actor in the room but the voice doesn't work for some reason you know they they can act it you know it's like visual stuff you know you could be the best actor but if you don't look right for whatever reason um, you know, it's not going to work. And it's exactly the same with dubbing. You know, we, we get some fantastic actors in and then they're not quite right for that role, but maybe they'll be right for another role, you know. Um, but they'll come in and they'll watch the, they'll watch the, the scene that, that we're going to do with them. They'll have the script there. Um, the, the, the software we use means that the script rolls across. It's like a band that rolls across the bottom of the screen. Okay. And it's been timed so that you kind of speak along with it. And if you speak at the right pace and everything that the, the band dictates, pretty much going to sync. And then, okay. the, and then the engineer and I will then play with it. And yeah, and, and the casting process is very much that. And then obviously we then make the selections. And then once they're in, then we go back and, you know, do the whole thing. And it's always fun doing the scene they've auditioned with, right? Because they're kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I start with that. So like, yeah. okay, let's, let's redo that. And, you know. 
Yeah. But yeah, so there's very much a casting process and um yeah, and then once you've done like I say, once 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 you've done one, often You're hopefully we can get you back in. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. everything in life. Right? How 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 do you advertise and, and what are you looking for in new actors? Nice. So advertising we don't really do um because it's it's very much a um it's a casting process that will you know we the casting department depending on where i am will reach out to actors directly or agents um so they, we don't really have a um you know there's not like a casting call or anything like that um we'll just approach people you know and that and whether that be to approach them to come in and audition for us or whether it will be approaching them to come in and yeah do a role for us but it's very much a case of you know we will make that approach but having said that and obviously this is what every actor and you know we all want to hear you can always you know you, people can always get in touch you know you're brilliant at, at reaching out you know you reached out to me and i was like 100% let's do this mm. you know because it's it, it's great right you know i didn't i wasn't thinking oh i want to do a podcast you know you you reached out and i'm like yeah, yeah brilliant and it's exactly the same exactly the same in casting you know, there isn't going to be a, a notice, you know, or an email or, a, or something on the website saying we are casting for this. But you might get, in, you know, you might send them a, an email, you know, the various casting people in town and say that I'm really up for this. This is my real, you know, and that might drop on their desk at the right time. Yeah. You know, or um, it might drop on their desk at the wrong time, but they might hear something and go, ah, yeah, OK, great. Let's keep Joe on, you know, on file. Yeah. And then they'll come back to you at another time, you know, and that's that's the way our business works, right? You know, it's about being, being in the right place at the right time. Um, or just getting in, just getting on the bus, you know, and being in the, being in the mix of voices that can be called on, you know? So yeah, man. Yeah. Um, if, if there is anyone out there who's listening to the podcast that, you know, wants to get into dubbing either, you know, doing what you do or Mm. acting, um, is there any resources out there that you could recommend or things they can check out? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I mean, I would go f- straight away. I'd say watch watch some stuff on Netflix. Yeah, seriously, watch watch you know watch Athena. Watch um, there's just my newest one's just come out. Um, a, a remake of All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a World War One war movie. Mm-hmm. And again, English actors speaking <laughs> in English, no German. <laughs> we did think about it, but no English actors speaking with English accents. But yeah, watch it and kind of go. Oh, okay, I get it. You know, and go. Ah, oh, see what they did there. You know, and 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 maybe have this. Maybe um, maybe dip in and out as well of the English and the and the original. You know, the German or the French or whatever, and just see. You know what we do and how we make it work and how and how it fits in. How how the dub is 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 uh, you know is uh, faithful to the original, and um, and is basically another version. I often say to the actors, you're you're coming in, and you're don't you know you you have to be loyal to the to what we're seeing on screen and the original performance but you're doing your own version of it right theater look at a theater show a theater a theater script has probably been performed depending on what it is anything from twice to a hundred times the script is the same right but the actors come in and they bring something else and they bring they bring something fresh and they bring something to the character and i think that's the other deal as well back in the day Dubbing kind of used to be a voice that was over a face and it just used to be like, oh, yeah, this is this is what the actor's saying, you know, and, and you know, it, there was a kind of a disconnect between the, the, the dubbing actor's voice and the actual role. 
it was just seen differently in the time spent, you know, in the, the technology. There was lots of barriers. Now it's very much about you coming in and inhabiting that role and being that and playing that role. You know, you're only playing it vocally, but you are playing that role. You know, by the end of the film, I want you to feel like you've gone, wow, I've been on that journey. And I, you know, I, I know that character. Funny enough, an actor I've just worked with said exactly that. Just went, I, I, it's bizarre, but I kind of feel like I was in the film and I kind of feel a kinship with the other actors in the film, both the actors on screen and the voice actors. And I'm like, yeah, totally. You, you totally should. You know, and I as the director kind of go, yeah, I directed that film. Of course I didn't. You know? <laughs> the original direct, directed it. Yeah. But I kind of feel like I've put my heart and soul into it. And I, and I kind of feel like I've, you know, I kind of feel like I, yeah, I, I've, I've played a small part in, in, in making that movie what it is, you know, and, and, and also accessible. That's the main thing. It's accessible to so many more people. You know, Athena, for example, was ended up getting to number one in the world. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. For, yeah, for, for non, thanks, man, thanks. For, for not, you know, for non-English movies. So, you know, there were loads of movies that were well above it that were already in, already in English, but for non-English, it got to number one. And just that itself is great because there's, you know, hundreds of thousands, dare I say millions of people that are watching that movie because they can, you know, because they might have just gone, I don't want to watch it in French. I don't want to watch the subtitles, you know. Um, some of those people that watched it, might have watched it with subbies. I don't know. I don't know the figures, you know. But the point is, if you dub something and it's done well, more people are going to watch it because there's going to be people that want to watch the dub, right? Um, and that's that's what we're aiming for. Gosh, I don't know if I've I don't know if I answered your question. No, you did. You did. You, yeah. <laughs> I just went off on one. Oh man! Basically, watch stuff. That was it. Yeah. How do we watch get into stuff. it? Yeah. Watch stuff because you'll learn. You'll yeah. learn. Just you know, and hopefully you'll enjoy it as well. And kind of go. Oh, okay. Yeah. The amount of people actors that come in but also friends of mine you know non-actor friends of mine and actor friends of mine that you know used to go ah don't watch the dub ah no 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 that now go oh my gosh you know i watched that dub you did or or not one of mine whatever you know but they go yeah i i see how it works now you know and if you get pulled in within the first few minutes before you know it you go yeah i i i i've bought into it i i, I you know it's no longer a case of oh the lips didn't match or you know, you start going, yeah, I love this and I completely buy it. And, you know, it's like, it's like when people, you know, when Money Heist, which like I say, I didn't do as an American dub. It's like when people watch that because it was so many seasons. Every now and then, you know, people sort of talk about, oh, flicking on the Spanish. They're like, no, no, the voices aren't right. They don't sound like that. They sound like the dub. And it's, yeah. and of course, of course they don't. But because yeah. if you, and that's the same with, you know, anything. If you watch it and you kind of give it a go, before you know it, you believe it and you're in it and you're watching the movie and, and enjoying the, the movie for what it should be for what which it is, is the yeah, movie because yeah. you're not actually you yeah. shouldn't even know it's double yeah, exactly it, it, it you're not judging the, the technicalities yeah. of it exactly that yeah. Joe and that's that's what it's all about you know and that's our goal well thank you James oh, I've, not I've, I've had that. a lot of fun um, yeah, talking same, with you dude. and I've, I've learned a lot and I'm sure a lot of people have as well um, thanks Joe yes nice ho man. hope to yeah work maybe in the future you never hopefully, know hopefully <laughs> you never know you never know I don't see why not man thank you take it easy So what did I learn for today's conversation? If you're thinking of being a dubbing director or script adapter, you need to have an understanding interpreting scripts and the background of acting. You definitely need to have a passion for it. And it's not for the faint of heart as adapting scripts can be very laborious. Casting mostly comes through agents, but not exclusive to. So if you are not on any agencies, this may be very difficult, but not impossible. Due to the amount of streaming services and titles being released, 
there are always a need for new actors all of the time. Finally, it's not out of the question to reach out to some directors directly. Make sure you do your research on the dubbing director that you want to contact. Look at the work that they've done, the companies they've worked for, and be professional. They get so many generic emails, so make sure that yours stands out from the crowd. Thank you to James for taking time out to chat. If you want to contact him or myself with any thoughts, questions, or just to say hi, you'll find our details below. That's all for this week. Remember to always subscribe. I'll see you next time.